0: section sixteen of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de Menonville. an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain by accident a mirror happened to hang before me and seeing myself in it dirty and with my clothes torn i could not but feel amazement and high gratification at the little difficulty i had hitherto met with in france taken for a highwayman i should have been stopped by the police in mexico i was not even asked for my passport i scarcely knew to what i had to ascribe this distinction possibly in a small degree it is to be attributed to the inertia and negligence of the spanish people but at the same time much liberality and nobleness of mind are apparent in their custom of not suffering themselves to be influenced towards nor their confidence diminished in a man and a traveller because of the garb he wears their conduct moreover may be owing and principally perhaps to the officers of the interior relying on the governors of the frontier cities and towns for care that no one be admitted into the kingdom but spaniards or individuals furnished with regular passports however this may be the alcalde mayor behaved to me with the same politeness as if i had been dressed in the nicest manner he even played me a little trick which no doubt afforded him considerable amusement and which made me laugh at myself he sent me to the farmer of the tobacco duty whom he represented to me as being ill and at the same time a frenchman two motives for my rendering him whatever assistance my art was capable of in vain did i decline going on pretence that not pertaining to the college of physicians in new spain the consequences of such a procedure on my part might injure me he insisted and proffered to take all responsibility on himself but what was my astonishment complying with the wish of the governor at finding my dear countryman plump as a partridge and with a complexion ruddy as the morn i was not able however to draw from him a single word of french and when i explained to him the nature of my visit he answered me coolly in spanish that the alcalde might keep his physic and physicians to himself as for his part he was in want neither of the one nor the other. I was much pleased with having to render an account to the governor of the success of my mission. He received me with less kindness than on the former occasion, but this was merely to hide the trick, he laughing all the while in his sleeve. He thought me his dupe, this, however I frankly forgave, on reflecting how much more so he was mine." I afterwards went to his secretary to beg him to change me some gold, and this, I perceived, had a good effect, for in this, as in my dear country, gold is closely cherished and gives such confidence to those who are its masters. Soon as it was known I had gold, I was well enough dressed, and the secretary received me in a manner no less courteous than the alcalde, I found him a man of sense and who distinguished the value of study after the french manner he inquired how many academies we had and when i informed him that besides five or six in the capital we had more than twenty in the provinces he was rapt in astonishment and mute with wonder happy country he exclaimed thrice happy country he was in the right In what other country do the arts does science flourish in the same degree where else is truth and knowledge of every description so fully placed within the reach of all what resources does paris furnish as well to the inquisitive who merely skim the surface as to the studious who seek for perfect acquaintance with truth public and private libraries academies societies of amateurs in which literature is cultivated models masterpieces of every kind these are all found in the capital of france and found but there alone does one wish to eliminate the value of these let us cast our eyes over the neighboring nations these though competitors are obliged to yield us the palm and however disposed to give their due to them on the score of their individual merits a frenchman placed in any of them sighs for his darling home from the secretary i went to the alguacil who was to furnish me with horses and not choosing to leave the spot until i had seen them i sent word to the director who had invited me to dine with him not to wait i had a trifle served up for me which i swallowed with good appetite but of which i should have partaken with more zest in any other situation the reason this the alguacil chanced to be the jailer of the royal prison so that i actually took my meal between two wickets surrounded by guards in a place whose only decorations were bundles of keys locks and chains a place where i heard incessant moans and lamentations and where all the time i stayed i was witness to the tears of a multitude of poor indians who had flocked hither to comfort a father or a friend as soon as the horses arrived i made all haste to the customs house to load my effects the director reproached me yet kindly for not dining with him and repeated his urgent entreaties that i should call on his sick friend he is added he on your road at four leagues from here and his name don Joaquim amoral de castilla great god exclaimed i what turn out of my way for the sake of a man who treated me with such indignity heaven forbid upon this i recounted the humiliating refusal of this gentleman to see me and the rest of my adventure in his house i however added that out of respect individually to the director himself i would yet consent to prescribe for his complaint at Tehuacan, and wait for him there provided the director would send for him but as for ever setting foot again on his threshold it was that to which i never would consent the director was confounded and mortified and made me a hundred excuses for the sick man concluding with abandoning his cause altogether and persisting from further persuasion thus i had my turn and without being actually a physician myself physic was revenged for the slight it had received in my person at length i departed escorted by the guards belonging to the tobacco farm as far as the suburbs either to do me honour or which is most likely to be sure i took the road to vera cruz i now was happy as if i had escaped from the galleys and breathed with freedom but i also made such use of my liberty that i was soon at a distance Spite of the extreme heat of the day reaching chapulco by four in the afternoon the great heat and extreme thirst induced me again to drink of the water of the river Tehuacan and my draught was followed by the same effect which i had experienced before i enjoyed this day a sight perfectly new to me and exceedingly singular it was a mountain of snow situate within the torrid zone orizaba on my passing at this time was perfectly free from clouds and i had an unmolested view of its mighty mass though from a distance of ten leagues its form seen from this spot is that of a sugar-loaf and appears but a quarter of a league from chapulco it is inconceivable notwithstanding the extreme warmth of the atmosphere where i was what pleasure i received from the sight of this frozen mountain it seemed even to cool and revive me my very mouth as is said watered at seeing it and i felt almost persuaded i could have swallowed the whole if it were but within my grasp i presented myself immediately before the alcalde whose house according to custom fronted the prison he caused his people to go in search of horses for me and as none were readily to be found he was on the point of ordering men for transport of my luggage eight indians each laden with about two hundred weight would have been equal to the task and have carried it for the same price paid for beasts of burden the idea appeared to me shocking i entreated the alcalde therefore to have patience i would in fact rather have halted a week than be witness to so sad so humiliating a spectacle in my esteem for any human being At length asses were obtained for carrying my boxes, and for myself a horse. I paid as customary beforehand, and ordered all to be in readiness to set off next morning by three. After these precautions I took a walk in the village, where I enjoyed a coolness as pleasant as if in Europe. I entered the grounds of a worthy Indian. The garden was full of pear-trees, and from these i gathered and ate about a dozen pears smaller than and not equally good with the Rousselette. in another garden i saw a species of cherries called capuline the stones of which i preserved in a third i was shown silkworms and the good folks were astonished to find that these insects were known to me after my walk i returned to my inn where i supped off a meagre fowl and opened all my trunks to give air to the cochineals i laid down to rest but on what do you imagine a hundred times shall the reader guess and yet be wide of the truth it was on the old gate of a prison these gates are made in the same manner as the gratings to the hold of a ship and such a gate or grating was the only bedstead the casa real could boast i might here be said with reason to be fluttering about the flame and was full of causeless apprehension lest i should burn my wings the thought reminded me of the verse of marini corre la vega farfalla al lume." still after chasing from their usurped territory the gloomy thoughts which haunted my brain and committing myself to providence i sunk into a slumber and bad as my bed enjoyed refreshing rest i was awakened at the hour i appointed in the morning by the severity of the cold i determined on walking for a time to keep myself warm but as daylight appeared i bestrode my rocinante to rest my legs oh what a number of rare and curious plants did i again behold said omnes Urgenter longa nocte horace at the summit of the mountain i met with the three litters of a spaniard of some rank the two first were occupied by women and children the third by himself alone notwithstanding the extreme acclivity of the mountain he had ascended it in this manner from the side whence he came This morning the mountain Orizaba, being again enveloped in clouds, was not visible. I arrived at Akutzingo at noon, and left it an hour afterwards, but at a slow rate. I was solicitous of not reaching Orizaba before night, not only that I might escape search, but to avoid being consulted on their maladies by the guards. However, what is predestined must have its course." I reached the town as I intended at night. The guardhouse on the right was shut up, and I hoped to pass without any mischance. But there was another on the left which I had not remarked. My horse was stopped by the bridle. A new alarm, though now not so lively as that I had experienced at Tewacan. I had become better accustomed to such events. I halted, and began with my customary peroration gentlemen i am a botanist i have nothing but herbs nothing which is contraband i was now interrupted by the chief of the guard who clasped me in his arms and exclaimed ah senor and it is indeed you you have long been gone where do you come from angel sure from heaven you it was who snatched from the hands of death the chief of the other guard-house, for God's sake, deign to visit my poor wife. It will readily be conjectured from this accost that my boxes would need no searching, but in turn I must necessarily visit the sick person. She was a young woman, reduced by that dreadful disorder which has been said to derive its origin from America to the very last extremity, this i did not conceal from her husband and parents at the same time declaring what the malady was for it is so common in this country that the mention of it never gives offence i ordered some palliatives and promised to return after reasoning in a manner which enchanted all who were present i was led back to my horse passing no doubt for a most extraordinary personage my vanity was not excited by this for grief alone had possession of my faculties as i reflected on the dreadful effects of this formidable malady the next day i thought only of my departure but being detained owing to the negligence of the alguacil i had occasion to pass by a shop where i saw some very handsome asiatic tiger skins i purchased four for housing for horses which i meant to send to my father and two small skins of tiger-cats fit for making muffs for women which i intended for my sister but being injured by mites i was obliged to sell both the one and the other and was thus deprived of the pleasure of presenting to my dear parents these intended tributes of my gratitude and affection i sold them at the rate of a piaster apiece at port-au-prince and one with another they cost me four reals from orizaba i proceeded to villa de cordova which i reached by noon after having had my trunks examined at the gate but in a careless manner i made a very indifferent dinner in a very indifferent inn but i saw there a singular painting it represented a spanish youth at dinner at that inn and behind him a young negro who, with a loaded pistol, was amusing himself in shooting at a painting of Christ suspended from the wall, but wonderful to behold from the wound so great a quantity of blood issued as to fill a large tub. The whole of this happened in this very inn, at least if reliance could be placed on the observations of my hostess, who affirmed it with the most solemn oaths. I did not take the trouble to contradict her, but coolly inquired what she had done with such a large quantity of blood. This she could not answer. I left her for the purpose of hiring horses and was able to obtain them upon no other condition than the promise of a piastre to the alguacil of the district. It was then so late that I could not arrive at San Severo before the close of day. At this place, I alighted at the grocers where i had lodged before on coming my first care was to urge him to procure horses for me as owing to the darkness of the night i could have no chance myself of success especially considering the numerous windings of the pueblo the houses of which are as it were buried in thickets i promised mine host if he would procure me them a couple of dollars But the idle scoundrel would not budge an inch though to earn before he retired to rest more money perhaps than he had gained in the whole preceding week nothing could exceed the ignorance the folly and the pride of this fellow and his brothers they laughed out like idiots at seeing me bring back nothing but plants and at the fancy that for matters of such little value I should have daily exposed myself to the risk of perishing from hunger and fatigue i was in consequence obliged to go myself to the alcalde groping my way through the bushes the alcalde was a negro whom i found in a sick state i entreated his wife to interest herself in my behalf and gave her six reals with promise of an additional remuneration in case of success but whether owing to pride or idleness when after some hours i returned the alcalde informed me there were no horses to be had i was in a violent rage and suspected strongly that the idle fellow had not even given himself the trouble to inquire in order to convince myself therefore i desired the woman to return me the six reals i had given her and which, without any hesitation, she complied. This conduct I regarded as showing much good faith and delicacy. Good faith, inasmuch as it would not have been difficult for her to have maintained that she had really endeavored to get horses, and delicacy, seeing she might think she had no right to keep a sum of money which had been given her for the purpose she had not effected at length i was obliged to return to my lame negro this relates to some antecedent passage in the narrative which is lost he consented readily to take me to la punta but i wished to go as far as calabasa he swore he would take me no further than la punta and for my part i swore to myself in silence that if i could not find horses at that place i would make him go on to calabasa we did not depart till daybreak the whole road in the gorge we travelled from orizaba to this place is marked by a cut a hundred and fifty fathoms broad anciently intersected by small forts redoubts and other strong buildings the vestiges of which in masonry are still to be seen this is one entrance into mexico which formerly was more frequented than is now the road which leads from Veracruz to Jalapa, At the square, where near these ancient redoubts the guardhouses for tobacco are constructed, I was again visited three times in the course of the morning, and was unmercifully obliged to open all my cases. But I have no cause of complaint, for to this rigorous conduct it is that I was indebted for the preservation of the major part of my cochineals. On this occasion it was that i perceived a species of moth which having made itself a kind of nest in their cottony down committed a dreadful ravage among my insects i was shocked at the loss i had sustained and halted to cleanse my nopals from these murderers an operation which cost me upwards of an hour while thus occupied one of the officers of the guard who recognized the cochineal, advanced in a familiar manner, observing I must certainly be fond of travelling, since I could choose to go so far to obtain what might be had at Veracruz. I observed to him that the species was not the same, and that this alone was the only one proper to use in unguents for the gout. On his part he insisted on the contrary, and affirmed that with this matter he was much better acquainted than me i on my part was obstinate and maintained my opinion as long as i thought necessary to encourage his misconception as to my real objects and at last i gave up to him promising to follow his advice there was no doubt abundant field for laughter in the folly and impudence of this ignorant chap but i had special reason for keeping my countenance and merely stored on the occasion this observation that ignorance silly pride and self-conceit are constant companions i arrived at la punta about ten o'clock the spaniards and indians all in their holiday clothes were flocking hither from every part of the country it happened to be the festival of the holy sacrament the most solemn of all in Spain. They were about to begin the procession in the square, planted with plumeria, a species of jasmine, with flowers of yellow, red, white, nay, of almost all shades of colours. I repaired thither, and found there had been a gallery of verdure constructed by means of the leaves of plantains through which the procession advanced. I made one in it, and afterwards went to breakfast with my former hostess at her house i found an indian alcalde whom i recognized by his black staff the distinguishing mark of his office i begged of him to obtain horses for me but notwithstanding the most diligent search there were none to be had why said he do not the same horses take you forward to calabasa why did not the alcalde of San Severo give such orders to the Negro who brought you hither? I had no time to answer. A score of Indian voices remarked, oh, es su Their insinuation was that the alcalde, himself being a Negro, favored those of his own country. After this, I was enabled to obtain a hearing i represented that though i had offered six reals to the alcalde of san severo as an inducement for him to procure horses for me as far as Calabasa, neither my money nor my entreaties were of any avail at these words my indian knits his brow sends for the topoth and commands him to carry me forward to Calabasa. the people applaud the determination delighted at seeing a negro punished the black however does not so soon acknowledge defeat he asserts that the alcalde has no jurisdiction over any but the inhabitants of his own district and that for his part belonging to another he was by no means under his control the countenance of the alcalde at this afforded an admirable sight his looks denoted passion and could his eyes have darted lightning they would have struck the negro to the earth come with me senor said he taking me by the hand we shall let this scoundrel see this picaro whether or no my orders go for aught while he is in my jurisdiction he then led me to the house of the lieutenant of the alcalde mayor whither he ordered the negro to follow and was accompanied by all the crowd while the alcalde was making his report i drew the rector aside and after making him my friend by proposing to him to give me change for some gold of which he appeared to me very covetous i entreated him to interest himself in the matter this he promised me and drawing the lieutenant on one side he pointed out to him with much energy that the ordinances of the king of spain are precise in directing officers to render assistance and service to all travellers and that there are no injunctions which ought to be more rigidly enforced this remonstrance had the desired effect the lieutenant inquired how many horses i wanted whither i was going and what i offered i saw the bent of these very judicious questions and that my answer would shortly occasion a decision I therefore stated that I wanted five horses for Calabasa, seven leagues distant, and that I was willing to pay nine piastres. My offer appeared so handsome that it excited a general burst of admiration. The audience raised their hands to heaven, looked at each other, and finished by murmuring at the obstinacy of the Negro, who still made objection to going further. The alcalde, however, threatened to cast him into prison, and cause me to be forwarded by another topoth. He at length agreed, and withdrew, pursued by the hootings and hisses of the Indians. This, however, was not all. The lieutenant caused him to be brought back, and requested me in his presence, if any injury or ill-conduct was shown towards me on the road, to advise him of it immediately. The recommendation was applauded, and drew forth fresh hootings of the insolent topath. This scene convinced me of the truth of what I had read in the work of the Abbe Reynal, respecting the jealousy and animosity subsisting between the Indians and Negroes in this country. End of Section 16